Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys. This is episode number 81. My name is Jason. Joining me tonight, formally of this week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Hello, Matt. But I'm still of this week in Star Wars. It's still, there's just not a podcast. Oh, okay. Hi, Jason. Hi, everybody. This week in Star Wars, the Facebook page. And website. <laughs> and website. Okay. You need to rebrand. Like, <laughs> Hasbro's <laughs> master figure count spreadsheet is... Yeah. Yeah, of spreadsheet fame. <laughs> okay. Also joining us tonight... Emperor's Royal Guard Collector Extraordinaire, Chris Moorhead. Hello, Chris. Hey, Jason. Good to be back. Uh... I'll, I'll do my best to shoehorn real guards into any conversation I can find. All right. And joining us for the first time, Jason from yakface.com. Hello, Jason. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you on the show. I can't believe we haven't had you before. It's kind of... But we haven't, so I'm very happy you can be on tonight. Excellent. And last but not least, from from forlomtazuckus.com... Jake Stevens, hello Jake. Well, hello there. You know why I said that, right? Right? You guys? No? A TV show? <laughs> yes, the TV show. <laughs> yes, the TV show. I am flying high from that news. Yep, only to be brought down by some weeks a couple <laughs> days later. I'm going to blame Jason for that. Jason mm. from Yakface. <laughs> oh, is he like the weatherman that has to personally re- accept responsibility when the weather's yes. bad? Yes. <laughs> I, 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 tried to t- I tried to tell you guys. Yes, you, yes, you did. <laughs> I, I have been <laughs> mentally preparing for it from Jan- since January, and it still hurts like a mother. <laughs> right. All right. And uh, Ryan uh, should be joining us a little later on the show, so... We'll uh, we'll bring him in when he shows up. Okay, so let's start the show like always and go around and see what have you picked up recently. Matt, I'm going to start with you. When was the last time we did this? I don't think I picked up anything <laughs> about since a month the, ago. Uh, the San Diego stuff. I mean, what really could I have picked up since then? There's nothing new. So. Um. You get any entertainment? I didn't go to Canada and get any uh, leaked five-inch figures. So, okay, but you thought about it. If if I had still lived in Michigan, I would have gone over. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I ordered a couple prototypes one day this week when they popped up on Target, but you know that's not a new item. So all right, what's your delivery date on those? This Thursday. Thursday? Friday, supposedly delivering on Thursday. Gotcha. Mine's a little later. Interesting. Skiffs. Did the, was the skiff out last time? Um, I don't think so. I can't remember. No. I got skiffs. Oh. And the skiffs are beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And really. you get your skiff three-pack, right? Yeah. 
But I got that was okay. Yeah, if that was around the same time, more Java stuff. Which I'll just you know, it's all just a wash. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris, what about you? Have you picked up anything recently? Yeah, I made an order from uh, the Toy Chamber. I got one of the uh, 83 Fan Club uh, flyers. It's got a couple guards on it, uh, a greeting card uh, that has two guards and a Vader, pretty typical uh, pose from the era. And then there's a German button that I picked up from them. It's kind of Vader in that elevator with two guards on either side. Um, eBay, I got a Space Wars bootleg minifigure single pack box of a Royal Guard. Super cool, but super, super bootleg. Um, I was on a road trip down in Oregon, was in a candy shop with my kids, and I saw the Star Wars card trading, uh, not card trading, um, the playing cards with the vintage figures on them. Mm-hmm. So mm. I picked up a pack of those. Ah, uh, those hurt. Those hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially the Biker Scout, which is... Oh, I know. That's painful. <laughs> painful. I can't buy any of that stuff. It hurts too much. Uh, see, my skiff hasn't arrived because I ordered to Hasbro Pulse, but my Skiff Guard 3-pack did arrive. So, You know, if that card set was all power... That, that Biker Scout's like a Power of the Force 2, right? Yeah. If, yeah. That, if that card set was all Power of the Force 2 figures, I'd totally buy it. But the fact that they're all vintage but one Power of the Force 2, just, it just hurts. It hurts my brain somehow. Well, I just wanted it for one card, the Ace of Hearts, my friend. <laughs> okay. Well, you can give me the Lobot Who's card. Who's on that card? <laughs> I, I can't quite remember. Which card? One of those red dudes who... Yeah, they do nothing. But They, they do, do nothing. Yeah. Red well, guards always fail. No matter what... Um, is that your prediction for episode nine? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> that the red that the red stormtroopers fail? Yes, absolutely, they are going to fail. <laughs> I guarantee the red stormtroopers fail. Whatever they're supposed to do, or whoever they're supposed to protect, it's not it's not going to work out. Do they, is there a Lobot card in that set? I don't think there is. Mm, that's too bad. But I can review for you. Okay. Uh, Jake, let's go through them one no, by one. No, let's not. No. Jake, what about you? Oh, well, um, yeah, quite a bit, actually. Um, uh, my skiff came, my skiff three-pack came, my Boba Fett, the um, Hasbro Pulse came. Um, I've picked up one Vader so far, prototype. I have uh, four more on the way. I'm trying to get six with different colored heads. That's the goal. That's the end goal here. Um shoot let's see i'm trying to think outside of my trip to galaxy's edge which i practiced immense amount of restraint i wanted to buy so much in that darn park but i knew i'd be back and you know that that merch doesn't uh disappear too quickly so um from galaxy's edge i did walk away with of course all of the droid factory pieces the new build uh build a droid um color changer sets the playset and the two um four packs and um, they also have a wind-up uh, gonk droid, which is in six-inch scale. When I bought that, it's not technically six-inch, but I mean, it's other than the feet, it could be. Um, and they have another uh, droid, a T3 droid, which has a complicated EU history, but currently 
it's uh, found in the show Resistance, and that's actually a, like supposed to be a keychain light, but it is uh, made perfectly for three and three quarter. So um, crazy as it is, I only bought five things at Galaxy's Edge, even though I could have bought hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of merch. Um, so yeah, so that's been the biggest thing um, I've picked up since the last show. Um, but yeah, and like I said, you, you know, you got to go in with a budget if you're going to Galaxy's Edge because there's so much stuff that uh, um, catches your eye. But odd thing is, I went there right before they did a merch price hike, and things that were 25 bucks before I went uh, were jumped up to 40 when I was there. So there was they've been some they boosted the merch for some reason on a lot of items in the park mm. and um i mean since you went there and i think you're the first regular uh co-host on this show to, to have actually visited what what did you what did you think of galaxy's edge galaxy's edge is i mean th- again i think we were talking before the show I kind of look at it through two lenses, um, so my some of my perspectives might be a little blurred because I come at it from a you know a massive Star Wars fan, but I also come at it as a former cast member, and so being involved in Disney and working in the parks and stuff like that, it's you know I, I see things maybe a little differently. Um, it is an absolutely amazing immersive experience. I mean, the way you even enter the park, you don't get to see any of the other Disneyland you know attractions like the castles or Matterhorn or anything. You feel like you all you can see is bad too and uh, so that is uh, every character every um, cast member is uh, asked and required to stay in character so if you start talking to them about Star Wars they're like I have no idea what you're talking about and if you say like that movie and they're like I you off-worlders like keep talking about that I don't watch anything I don't know what you're talking so they really do a good job of like kind of staying in a character they all have their backstories they all work you know and take the speeder into town and um everything you know is named for something in the star wars world um so it is you know like i said massively immersive i spent days there while i was in the park but when i go to the cast member side i feel like it's still there's a but there because i feel like it's still being underutilized i mean granted it's only a couple months old so we got to remember that but um, for example, they have a fireworks show, and the fireworks show is at the, about the same time as the other uh, late night shows in Disney, and so they drop the fireworks well, really low over Batu. And because it's like a basin where the Falcon sits, the fireworks when they go off, they are almost deafening. Not only that, but again, they haven't put the Disney flourishes on it yet. They haven't made it that magical park experience in my opinion, because there's no music, there's no sound, there's no announcement. You just are in Galaxy's Edge, and then fireworks go off above you. There's not that, you know, band or music or anything. So um, they have a parade route they're not using. They don't have the self-moving droids going in Disneyland yet. So I see this park. Of course, Rise of the Resistance wasn't open. Um, You can't even look in the the building that has the lightsaber build because it's, you have to prepay for your saver, which is $215 after tax, before you can even step foot in the door. And you can only take two people with you. So if you're a large family, someone's got to step out, you know, unless you're buying two savers. So um, so there are things that I think 
you know, will come along as the park gets older. But, you know, parks take their time to evolve. Galaxy, um, Galaxy's Edge, but California Adventure took a while to get where it's at now with, you know, some cool Pixar Pier and Cars Land and other things. So um, it's really fun. I absolutely recommend it. There is so much to buy. The marketplace that just like, looks like this Marrakesh place, um, hallway that you are walkway that you get to go through. It's awesome. You can buy everything there. You'll want to. So, um that's really cool, but I think, you know, it, it's definitely got um, potential that it hasn't met just yet. All right. I'm looking forward to visiting eventually. Well, did you uh, Anaheim next year? Uh, no, I've got, a, yeah, I've got a baby coming in like a month and a half, and I'm just <laughs> kind of yeah. not planning any of that stuff. Uh, Jason, what about you? Uh, have you picked up anything recently? Any Star Wars, uh, yeah. Star Wars collectibles recently? Yeah, um... Let's see what I'm trying to go here in reverse order. Um, I picked up, let's see, I, I did receive one of the skiffs from uh, Hasbro Pulse, which was nice. It, you know, a lot of people were, have been still waiting for their orders and they got in probably the same time I did. So their order fulfillment is still kind of yet to be perfected, I think. Um, picked up another one of the Retro Vaders off of Target. I think that will make five for me. I'm I'm aiming like like you, Jake. One of each color head. The rest yeah. doesn't really matter. I'm just, you know, as of recently, you know, just the past few days, like it has actually been up for a substantial period of time, considering mm-hmm. the previous times that they've gone up. You know, a, a few handfuls were just only going up prior to, you know, the past couple of days. So people are actually able to get an order in and doing the ship to your store and um, has worked out pretty well for most people. So Jason, are they still saying 18? Are we still thinking 18 is the kind of the, the, the max amount of variants we've seen so far? Yeah. I haven't seen anything that falls outside that 18. The only thing that does is Hasbro's stock art, which hasn't shown up anywhere. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah, 18 seems to be the magic number for those. Unless, you know, who knows if they do another production run later. Right. I, you know, they might switch up the... It actually would be uh, interesting once you get yours, and I can do that. And I think Matt ordered some, too. Um, check the production date numbers and see how those line up with the color variations. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I picked up the... Uh, the new build a droid from Disney Parks, the the Halloween themed one, R five Boo nineteen. Oh yeah, got that That's too. Great. Mm-hmm. One of the better droid color combos that they've done. Um, <laughs> now, where do you think they got their uh, influence for that? Is it ET or is it Karate Kid? That's <laughs> that's a good uh, good question. Um, Happy Days. There was a it, Halloween it episode. Very, Happy Days. It looks very Karate Kid to me. Gotcha. When I saw it, um, and like I said, this you know last year's I did not like one bit because I hate candy corn. And Me too. I and just, it's, I, I just but it's also out of order. It wasn't the that, candy yep. color yep. color scheme. Some some must have the copyright trademark. Yeah, <laughs> trademark of the party. yeah. Brox was watching them closely. <laughs> Brox is like, don't mess with us. Come after you, Lucasfilm. Yep. 
Disney. I bet. Well, uh, do you think Ruby's has a patent on skeleton design jammas? I'm sure they're probably going to be watching. Right. And what's cool about that one as well is it does glow in the dark. Those all those white panels. So that kind of goes with that other glow in the dark one, the second Halloween theme one they had. That was all the translucent the green one, sort of opaque green, which was really pretty wild for for that for that line so those are my the, the villadroid things are some of my favorite ones i i haven't picked up all the individual pieces yet that's just I, I i never stepped into that pool but the carded ones i'm totally all in on and the boxed ones of course um what else did i get um today in fact the uh, jump troopers from gamestop went on clearance for five bucks each so you could do you you have to you can't do it online you you could have them reserve one for your your local stores and hmm. that's that's how people were able to secure those so i think i have a little squad of three now um picked up some clearance uh stormtroopers with the blast accessories from the disney store those also went on clearance last week um Actually, most of their exclusives went on clearance for fourteen ninety nine for that set, along with the Zuckus. Um, also, Captain Phasma went down to twelve ninety nine. I didn't need another one of those, but yeah, picked up a couple of the stormtroopers for stormtrooper bodies since they all have the blast effects applied, and obviously the little explosions that they come with. Um, what else? Um, oh, the uh, the Sith Trooper, the uh, the San Diego Comic Con exclusive one. They made that available again this time for D twenty three members, and I happen to be one, just a general member. I don't, I'm not a, like a gold member or anything like that. Gold member, a gold member, <laughs> uh, have, or have the gold member membership. Um, so it's apparently I there seems to be confusion because. When it initially sounded like when Hasbro was going to offer these to for the early release, it was going to be the regular one, which I still think they're going to do. But it, this one came out of the blue offering the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive again, but this time, like I said, just for D23 members. So, so that was twice you can get it this weekend. So D23 members, and then it was also at uh, in Toronto Comic-Con this right. weekend. Is there any are there any packaging variants from con to con or is it just the same thing each con? Same thing as far as I've been able to determine. No special sticker or no, something no, to drive no. collectors crazy. So I had Hasbro. I have one from Hasbro that they were kind enough to send along, and then I have one from San Diego, and they're mm-hmm. both identical. Cool. Okay. So and those. The sale for those again go on say on the fourth of September. Is that correct? I believe so. I blanking at the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Dates. Um, but yeah, those will be available again for um, through Disney Store. I think is what they said. Or oh, you mean they... Target then? <laughs> <laughs> right. That news. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's like. Uh, there's so many different people partnering up. You know, it's like Entertainment Earth and Target and Disney Store and Target. And pretty soon it's like, just just open a Target everywhere and then we'll just you know, not have to worry about the Disney stores. 
Um, I think that was it. I, I blank. Oh, there was a Funko exclusive uh, Boba Fett uh, that came out at GameStop, which has the kind of the holiday special deco. That was my latest pop to add to my ginormous wall slash mound of Funko pops that I have. Are you all in on pops? Not all in. Not I'm all in. Pick and choose. Three and I'm I'm eighty percent in. I don't go for the super hard exclusives that are worth a ton. I don't do like the two pack box, you know, like the movie moments, I believe they're called. Mm-hmm. I just don't they're too big. I don't care about the vehicles, you know, like there's like the Kylo Ren and the with his uh, TIE silencer and the TIE fighter and the recently there was a Amazon exclusive one that was Han and the William Falcon. I don't care about any of those. Just give me the standard box, manageable size <laughs> that I could stack. Just that's all I need. So, well, it sounds like you need to pay a trip to Seattle then and head up to the HQ sometime, huh? Yep. I, the next time I am in Seattle, which the last time it was, was years ago. Cause my brother-in-law, um, he lives there and oh, nice. I went to a wedding out there, uh, or his wedding. Um, but I have not been to Seattle since, and I really do need to go because obviously I've got family, and I do want to tour the, the Funko shop and meet up with some of the other Seattle collectors out there's there. Some, there's some great collections to see in yeah. Seattle for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely give us a heads up before you uh, make plan a trip out here. Will do. Hey, Ryan, are you there? Ryan, are you there? Yes, I am here. All right. Always just joining us, appearing. Joining us is a little bit late. Ryan, our good friend Ryan. Hello. Hello. Good Good to have you on the show. What have you picked? I guess this pick- weekend it's more of a hello there, right? That's, yeah. That's yes. Yeah, yeah, Jake beat you to that one. I pulled that yeah. one. Why am I not surprised? Okay. <laughs> um, pick up anything recently? Uh, yeah, a few things. I got my skiffs like everybody else. Uh, that new facial scan Boba Fett. I uh, the uh, I finally got my San Diego Comic Con stuff. I was able to meet up with Tom Stewart, and he dropped that stuff off with me. And the retro collection is finally here. And I guess that was a few weeks back, but yeah, I picked that up. Uh, I think that's about it. All right, cool. Okay, we uh, tonight's show. We've got several things I've got listed. I don't think I don't even know if we will be able to get to all these. Let's start out, though, with the D23. Um, on the notes, I just wrote any Star Wars to discuss, and yes, there was Star Wars. Um, let's see. Friday Was it Friday that we saw the um, the trailer for The Mandalorian, which is premiering on Disney Plus November 12? Um, I, th- I thought the trailer looked great. Um, I think they said it's going to be... A one one episode per week, not a put it all out at once type thing. Yep. So that'll keep. Well, I mean, I guess that'll keep people subscribed longer, or keep them subscribed. Matt, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the trailer? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> um, I I didn't know what to expect. You know, I didn't see the Mandalorian panel at Celebration. I saw, you know, some of the leaked footage when it was on YouTube, you know, briefly here and there. Uh, but, you know, it's got a good, you know, 
it's got sort of a western feel you know like everybody who grew up when i grew up you know i got a special place in my heart for mandalorians even if it's not boba fett it sort of looks like what we always wanted to see with boba fett but it's you know a guy in a suit that looks like that so i'm real excited i mean i was you know i'm always excited about anything new star wars especially live action um the ig droid looks really cool and you know i'm not even a big carl weathers fan but he just looked cool in the tra- everything about the trailer looked cool um and i can't wait for the show so success right. for uh lucasville chris you just watched the trailer right before we started recording what'd you think no, it looks fantastic. Uh, the the, the uh, stormtrooper helmets on pikes to kick it off—that definitely setting a more adult tone. Um, I, this this rings more of um, Rogue One to me. Obviously, the era is right at the tail end of the uh, original trilogy era. Um, yeah, it it looks good. I'm excited for it. I'll I'm. I'm a little disappointed I can't binge watch it and then just get off the service and not get milked every week but uh, or every month by Disney. But uh, I, I'm pretty much stuck on that anyways, aren't I? Well, you could do what I do with the CBS app and wait till the season's over and then subscribe. Yeah. And if you're really good, you can watch it all in a week during the with free With my week. Facebook feed, that would never work. I would already know everything. Yeah. <laughs> so unless I want to be a hermit for the entire weeks that the show's in uh, – Premiering, uh, yeah. I didn't say it's flawless. <laughs> Ryan, what's your thought on the on the trailer? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I think Matt just said that it reminded him Rogue One, and I got that feel too. Uh, it definitely feels within that original trilogy universe, which, you know, for those of us of a certain age, I guess you say, uh, it hits the feels for us. So um, it's, uh, you know, it looks, it looks cool. It's not something I was, like, totally psyched about. I'm I mean, I, I thought Boba Fett was cool, but I've never been, like, huge in the Mandalorian stuff. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited about it. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, it's reason I'll get Disney+, Plus, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what kind of figures we get for it in that, too. Yeah. What do you, like, this is kind of like, I feel like the Mandalorian is kind of giving us the Boba Fett that we wanted but never got or something like there. You know, you might be right. It's kind of like we're finally seeing... <laughs> Let's call it fat out yeah. doing his work, right? Uh, rather than you know being ordered around by Darth Vader and getting uh, hit in the back by Han Solo and falling mm-hmm. like a chump into the Sarlacc. So it's, well, what, uh, yeah, what celebration was it where they had uh, the Boba Fett series <laughs> advertised on the uh, banner hanging above the con? That was five or six. Five or six. Yes, I, I mean George was prepping for this. Yeah. Oh, the 1313 The 13, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was six. six 2012. Yeah. I have a feeling, feeling this, this is going to be cooler than that would have been. That, sorry, this Mandalorian's going to have that, you know, he's on missions, but he's got that soft side. He's got to, like, look out for people that need to be protected. And he's going to be, and they didn't want to soften Boba Fett too much. Yeah. Just a thought. So. Mm, for sure. Uh, Jason, what did you think of the trailer? Um, like you guys said, I, I think it looks great. I mean, it's f- for being like their first, you know, series, live action series that 
um, that we get after the films. Um, it's it's looking really well. It's it's cool. They're recycling some of the older, more familiar, you know, vehicles and aliens. And you know, you said Rogue One, and you know, you got the Death Troopers in there, um, which is kind of cool because this is obviously well after, but they're still in service or they were in service throughout the the original trilogy we just never saw them obviously um yeah i'd love the style of of the mandalorian i i want to i want to learn his name so we don't have to keep saying the mandalorian because people Pedro. Say, are you talking about the, the guy or the show it's yeah like, like um but yeah um carl weathers obviously great the look of his vehicle the Razor Crest, it just all, it feels Star Wars right out of the box, and that's what people want. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be really successful. I do like the fact that they're not going to just dump it the entire mm-hmm. series. I, I think it will let people kind of enjoy each episode on their own and let people anticipate more what's com- or speculate as to what's coming. And I, I think it's a great way to to help promote the series and for it to launch with the launch of the new uh, Disney plus is a, is a great move as well. So I look forward to that and everything else that, that Disney plus is going to offer. I mean, it's, it's going to be a huge service and I'm, I'm in from day one. So. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at the, you know, seriously speaking, the week to week release, that seems to be, how you build and sustain interest. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, the HBO shows or Breaking Bad or yep. Walking Dead, you know, you, people are interested all season, whereas on Netflix, Stranger Things drops, everybody's excited for a week, and then it's gone. Yep. Yeah, they can only sustain that if they have another series to then drop the next two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I agree. The week to week, like Star Trek Discovery and things like that, it definitely keeps you and thinking about it. I mean, again, I, I'm a broken record on this, but that's how Star Wars is different from Marvel. I am such a big Marvel fan. I too am on board Disney Plus a thousand percent because I'm a Disney fan, a Marvel fan, and a Star Wars fan. You got the trifecta for me. But the Marvel stuff. People are used Mar- Marvel Comics is what this stuff is based on. That means you're going back to 80 years of them having month-to-month cliffhangers. What comes next? I'll find out next month. What comes next? I'll find out m- next month. Whereas Star Wars was built on, let's take three years and digest what we just saw and think about it and write about it and play about it, right? Not, let's get the next one right out the door. So that's where it's different, you know? And that's why I think doing something something like not dropping it all at once, but instead, you know, stretching it out over time is a smarter move. And they'll probably take usually these these kind of shows take like some kind of mid season break as well, don't they? Where they yeah yeah. You know. uh, Jake, did you like the trailer? Oh my gosh! I mean, it sounds like I'm the only one here that was in the room when they dropped the panel at uh, Celebration Chicago. I came. I came away from Star Wars Celebration Chicago more excited about Mandalorian than I was Rise of Skywalker. It seems blasphemous to say, but man, the way, you know, um, not only Filoni, but Favreau talks about his passion for Star Wars and the fact that he makes challenge coins to give away 
way to people who ask him. You know, this guy is a super fan. The fact that he included the special edition Boba Fett blaster and, um, you know, he brought back, um, well, they were in Clone Wars and Rebels, but he brought back the uh, creatures from um, uh, the Ewok adventures. Um, the Blurgs. Shoot, what are the names? Blurgs. Dulocks? Thank you. Thank you. Dulocks? <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, you, no. I was thinking the Ewok that would be funny. cartoon. Yeah, okay, sorry. So I'm super stoked about this, you know, and of course that was, of course, more and heightened earlier this year when I interviewed uh, Carl Weathers on stage and he talked about his role and how excited he was for this series. And um, the one thing that he revealed was that he um, – he said his character was rather, uh, he said something along the lines of dubious or duplicitous. So, you know, it's like, you know, he might be something. It was really ironic because they inducted him into the Rebel Legion during my panel where I interviewed him. Um, it would be funny if he turned out being a villain. <laughs> they had to, like, revoke his membership and put him in the file first. I get the feeling that for this show, nobody's good or bad. They're just yeah, trying yeah. to survive. Yep. Yeah. That would be interesting. You guys see this uh, shoulder? Um, his shoulder bell is a shore trooper. Yeah, and I saw that. That was very cool because that reminded me when Ryan said or someone said it invoked the idea of Rogue One. And, of course, with death troopers, like Jason mentioned. So I'm super stoked. Um, Disney Plus has me 140%. I'm hearing rumors now that they're offering a three-year subscription. And I think that's automatically where I would jump to. So uh, and I think a lot of people are going that route because that would allow you to be uh, not vulnerable to uh, pay hikes if it becomes more popular. Because, I mean, starting out really cheap. It's starting out at like six, seven bucks. But that that Obi-Wan series will come out the fourth year. Yeah. (laughs) Make you wait. Um, And then keep this moving they also confirmed clone well we know that the clone wars is coming back but they i think this is the first time they said when it when it's coming out is they said february 2020 i don't think we've heard that before right right so but but there weren't really many details right beyond that about what what we're going to see with the clone wars no not anyone yeah so I, i think the big critique about the d23 panel is each um property didn't get its time to shine they got like a commercial within this massive massive panel that what took like two and a half hours Mm -hmm. um i mean it started at 3 30 and i don't think mandalorian came on until like 5 30 or something right and then um they brought out uh diego luna and alan uh tudic tudic and they basically just said we've got the show coming out they couldn't (laughs) confirm what it was called but they just kind of they reaffirmed that the show is coming out. But really no new information about the Cassian Endor show or what it, what it's going to be called or anything really. Yeah. Just nothing. the hey, we're we're still here. We're going the show's coming. <laughs> Don't forget about us after we make our next announcement. Right. It's it's so sad. <laughs> you see, you know, you watch this Marvel hype, you know, this announcing show after show and, you know, movie and phase 4, you know, leading into phase 5 and just it, they're just going absolutely crazy with all this Marvel content. And then you see the Lucasfilm announcements kind of limp along. You know, it's like, oh, I, I, Star Wars is my first and foremost love. It's like I, I was way more excited with the totality of the Marvel announcements. Agreed. Agreed. That is 
it, it did seem like uh, they were like uh, trying to live up to their older brother or sister on stage, and it just wasn't right. working. It's like, and, is there a machete order you can watch these <laughs> announcements in and you know save Marvel <laughs> to the end? You know. Uh. And uh, they had another announcement for the um, – well, this was kind of confirmed by, like, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Deadline, various fan sites. About a um, week ago, though. Fanthatrax had – I think they broke this, I think, first. I'm not positive on that. Um, but um, they brought uh, Ewan McGregor out uh-huh. and confirmed that there is a, a Kenobi television show coming. I wouldn't call it Obi-Wan Kenobi since he didn't really go by the name Obi-Wan since all before Luke was born. So is it going to be called Ben Kenobi or something? I don't know. But the Kenobi, um, Kenobi thing is confirmed. Uh, Chris, I'm going to go to you since since why not? Um, what are your thoughts on the Kenobi? What, what's your thought on the Kenobi show? Uh, it's it's interesting uh, see what they're going to do with that. I mean... As far as we knew in the past, he was just sitting on Tatooine watching over Luke. But obviously, when Luke's a little child, probably not much to look over. Uh, he's not out in the fields taking on Tusken Raiders yet. Um, so I'm guessing he's going to do a little side missions off the planet, or I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, I think it's a fertile ground for doing something interesting, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more. Uh, Matt, what is your thought about this? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. We don't really know anything. Um, I, Ewan McGregor was one of the bright spots of the prequels. He's clearly excited to do it. Uh, apparently, did they? Did I hear correctly that they've got all the scripts and everything already done? Mm-hmm. So I didn't you know. hear that part. I must yeah. have just Kathleen tuned out. Kennedy said all the scripts have been written and oh, are well. set to film next year. If Kathleen said it, it's true. Um, so hopefully, you know, it works out. And, you know, like, yeah, it it could be great. And I, you know, I, I, I want it to be great. So whenever, you know, 20, whenever it rolls out in four years or three years or whatever, I'll, think, I'll be glad to watch it. Do you think they'll get Liam Neeson involved as a ghost of if Qui-Gon? If he came back for a cartoon, he would absolutely come back. Yeah. Or uh, to act with Ewan. But I don't see him coming back because I think that was the – well, that used to be the mythology, that Qui-Gon wasn't strong enough or knowledgeable enough to actually appear in corporal form. And only voice. But, That's all legends now. Yeah, well. See, I want to get <laughs> Joel Edgerton back to be Owen. Yeah. It'd you be know, cool, you know. Strong. Ooh, that would be cool. They aged up probably the same, right? Yeah. Actually, um, Obi Wan, um, not Obi Wan, Qui Gon can't come back in corporeal form. Was is actually still canon because it was in. Uh, I just got done watching all of Clone Wars again. It was in the sixth season of Clone Wars. Aha. When, uh, Yoda, when Yoda talks to Qui Gon, uh, I can't. Says that. Okay, here's yeah, and that may be true, but I I can't see them. Okay. Being bound re- to that. They, they they called in Liam. They're ready to shoot. Oh wait a minute! There's this episode of Clone Wars where we said this couldn't happen. They're like, yeah, whatever, and I think they're going to keep rolling. You know how it could happen? <laughs> is if Obi-Wan travels to Mortis. Oh, uh, yeah. Hope <laughs> I don't want that. No, I don't want that either. That. No. I am not a fan. I know a lot of I'd people really love that. I'd rather around Anchorhead, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
watching. Yeah, I mean uh, they could do a lot like that that uh, that Obi Wan book from a few years ago. That all took place on Tatooine. It was actually this, good. So. This week Obi Wan goes to the store. This week oh. Obi Wan goes to. It's basically get a rip off of Cheers. Try to pick up some power converters. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's a rip off of Cheers, and Obi Wan goes into the local bar every week, and everyone's like Kenobi. <laughs> Ryan, what is your take on the announcement? They they should call it Gentle Ben. That would be the, the <laughs> right, na- right name for the show. No, um, I you know this has been one of those long rumored things that you knew was probably going to happen eventually. Uh, so when it was announced, I was like, okay, that's finally happening. I, I I know I saw a lot of people like celebrating, but it's like we went through a, a week of hard rumors on this that it's happening, and we've gone through how many years of rumors that a movie or something was going to happen. So when it actually happens, it's like, yeah, okay, rumors are right. I, I, I mean, didn't get overly excited, but uh, do you remember before the Disney buyout, the constant thing was the live action show, and yes. Rick McCallum was always out. Oh, the live action show. Oh, we got eighty mm-hmm. scripts. Bah, bah, yep. bah. I thought Obi Wan was the Disney era version of that. <laughs> so I'm just glad we no longer have to, you know, hear the speculation, you know, internet. You know, echo chamber on this. I anymore. saw Obi Wan. I saw uh, Ewan McGregor in the gym. Obi Wan must be coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's growing his beard. He's he's working. Yeah, that's right. He's, he actually yeah, those are the things. He he's like growing to grow his, beard. his beard out because people will get on him about being Obi Wan. I recognize him better. So, <laughs> uh, Jason, what is your thought on this show? Um, I'm I'm excited for it. I I'm very curious to see how it goes. Um, or, you know, wh- what storylines they try to weave in or um, just how are they going to get around the established canon and introduce new things? You know, I thought my idea for the show back before when they originally, originally, originally started rumoring is like you it's Obi-Wan. He's in his older years and he's writing his journal for Luke that he would eventually find and it's him telling stories and nowadays with we've seen in the movies how they could age and de-age people digitally it's like you could have him go back and you could tell some of the clone wars stories but in live action and you're you're seeing that being told like as a journal entry like i said for luke that's a cool idea you could see like the Battle of Mandalore, and you have a you know a live action version of it. That'd be cool, yeah. Hey, Hayden Christian's not doing anything, man. Tap him, <laughs> tap yeah. him for some Clone Wars era Anakin. <laughs> That'd be great. Jake, I guess I'll ask you, what'd you think? Oh, well, anyone who knows me knows I'm that's my number one guy in all of Star Wars, so. Um, I, <laughs> I was watching a live feed that disappeared the second the show was over of this panel. And I actually was like, I need to capture this moment, not because I wanted to do a reaction video, but because I wanted to have it on tape in case it, uh, you know, disappeared like it did, uh, on YouTube. And so I filmed it and I just like, I was squealing. <laughs> I was embarrassed watching it. Facts. I'm like, are you kidding me? This was like me, the most fanboying out I've ever done. And then, of course, I posted it. So um, 
because I have no shame, but I am beyond happy about this whole thing, and um, I love Jason's idea. That would be amazing to be back to visit old storylines. I mean, heck, Ashley Eckstein's looking great these days. Why couldn't she be Ahsoka, right? Put her in a costume. Let, let's, let's really flush this out. You know, she's super into Disney, and they have a great working relationship, so you can pull in Ahsoka, you can pull in Hayden, you can pull in all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, Hondo. Type. Hondo, right? I mean, I just was at Galaxy's Edge. There is a so <laughs> those who don't know the Smugglers Run, you're actually going to Onaka Transport Solutions, and it's Hondo Onaka who hires you to fly the Falcon. That's the concept of the ride. He's short on people who uh, short on staff, so he's testing you out as a pilot. And they have an animatronic there, just like they did in Star Tours of 3PO and R2 and stuff. But they have a Hondo animatronic. But there is a video that they actually do. And um, from what I heard, it was Jim Cummings who got into Hondo costume and makeup and acted out those scenes. And, you know, they could go to the diner, right? The Dexter Jetster's diner. (laughs) Right? That's his name, right? Yeah. Yes. Or some more Jawa juice. Yeah. I don't think he's welcome on Coruscant anymore. It'd be Imperial City at this point. But well, but, <laughs> he can dress up as that bounty hunter that he was dressed up as yes. in the in the clone in Clone Wars. Um, oh my gosh, can't think of the name of it. Brock's we never up. got a figure of that character, oh. did we? Because oh. that's anything after season three, we don't get figures for. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. There is so much uh, great potential in this series, and I was just. Uh, beyond beyond excited i think the most interesting part was right before they panned away from the obi-wan commercials i'm calling it from the panel um they showed where it dropped in the timeline and it's surprising it drops about a year before the main events of solo so that's right there where maul is in secret building up his black sun empire so crimson dawn crimson dawn sorry black sun that's old school right um crimson dawn yes so who knows if we'll see some interactions like that you know that's what i would like to see i would like to see more of the crimson dawn stuff i hope that they can bring some of that in i mean why why couldn't he cross paths with kira at that point Mm -hmm. who's an agent of crimson dawn yeah. Or Dryden Voss. I mean, we can bring mm-hmm. back. I mean, it's Disney Plus. Disney Plus has an eight jillion dollars because if you look at their Marvel franchises, I mean, Paul Bettany and and um, uh, I can't think of Scott Elizabeth Olsen are coming back to star in a TV show, and they've got you know Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, the movie actors, to come play Captain Americas. Um, they got all the actual movie casts. Tom Hiddleston's coming in to play Loki. Oh, they didn't mention that one, did they? That's all right. Now I'm just thinking about it. But anyway, they have movie stars coming to Disney+. Oh, Marvel stuff is lost. Oh, no. Marvel's so good right now. (laughs) Um, All right. But the point is, I mean, they could tap probably anybody in the world. I mean, Mm -hmm. Vader, James Earl Jones will probably appear in this series, right? Why wouldn't he? I keep wondering is when they did the when they did the sessions for like Rogue One and when he was in Rebels, um, doing a voiceover. If they um, if they like stocked up on Vader stuff because you know he's not going to be around forever. No. Right. And I wonder if they have some other. That's like other what they said planned. about Stan Lee. They like. Rumor has it Stanley filmed a bunch of random cameos <laughs> okay. so they can import them as soon as he dies someday. And we saw that didn't happen. So 
I uh, doubt they're uh, putting that much effort. Well, John Favreau just had him in the studio to do Lion King. And and yeah, and there's okay. a good point. And and I have to think maybe there's going to be a Vader line or two in episode nine. Maybe. Isn't there some software where if you say the right words, they can make yes. it say you can say anything? Yeah, they so. say that now if they've got you know, there's a Vader fifteen app. minutes of you talking, they can hey it's, create yeah. a program to say anything. About yeah, about six or seven years ago, there was a Vader app that you could download and put on your phone, and you could Vaderize yourself. It wasn't a licensed thing. I think it was just some homebrew app or something, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing about Obi-Wan real quick is that um, so Variety or Hollywood Reporter, someone broke the story like what a week before D23 that Ewan had signed to play Obi-Wan. Um, <clears throat> the day that broke, I got in my Facebook feed two years ago was Variety saying Obi-Wan was in talk. Uh, Ewan McGregor was in talks to do Obi-Wan. It was from two years ago to the day that Variety broke it, a week before D23. So all of a sudden, it all made sense when Kathleen Kennedy said on stage, after four years of fibbing and lying about this, let's welcome Ewan McGregor. And I was like, okay. So now, again, it goes back to our saying that we said before, no rumor is ever false anymore, right? (laughs) Right. Um, Day two of D23, there was a... Rise of Skywalker panel. I, I feel kind of in the dark about this because I didn't watch. I saw some stills from the panel, but I didn't watch the panel. I don't know if any of it. I think no phones were allowed, they, so I don't they think they gave any... out phone dampening bags yeah. for that one. Um, so you could live tweet, but you couldn't broadcast. Mm-hmm. So they had many of the cast members up on stage, um, and they showed some footage. But you know, by the time this airs, everyone may have seen this footage before because I think. Um, Entertainment Weekly said that the footage will be uh, released on Monday in some form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, online on Monday. Yep, and there was a poster given out with uh, Palpatine, Palpatine overlooking Rey and Kylo Ren um, dueling on a piece of the what looks to be of the Death Star of the of a wrecked Death Star. Um, Ryan, any thoughts on on this, on the poster, on what we don't really know? I mean, I know it's hard to comment on something. How about specifically you... on the poster? It's, it's hard to it's hard to comment on stuff we haven't seen yet, so I don't really know how much we can. Well, really it's say. about eleven by seventeen. Um. Uh. So the poster. Yeah. There. There's a. There's an issue that some people have that I'm not going to talk about. I'll let, save that for somebody else. No. There actually somebody pointed out that. What seems to be a piece of the Death Star that Rey and Kylo are on looks a lot like the tractor beam um, yes. piece uh, from A New Hope that Obi-Wan was on. So that's that's kind of a, a, a neat little thing. Um, I'm sure Jake can uh, share all of his issues with the um, Emperor Palpatine that is on it. Uh, I will just state my uh, my big idea that I don't care. <laughs> nope. Uh, but uh, I think the poster looks it's it's alright It's most of these Disney posters are pretty bland and uh, I miss Drew Struzan tremendously yep. so, Matt, what's your, Matt's, what, what's your thought on the poster on what we did or didn't see about Rise of Skywalker well I didn't see anything either I was busy I didn't follow it I mean I know that there's this sizzle reel apparently coming out on Monday which 
I, you know, will Which, be in the past by the time. So you've already seen it. So yes, <laughs> yeah. our ignorance is showing through right now. But uh, yeah, and the poster is. I mean, okay, I thought Palpatine looked weird, but you know, I'm not even. You know, again, I'll defer to Jake. <laughs> Um, but Hold on. I don't think it's a big deal, and I'm not even entirely sure. I've looked really close at that alleged photo that they've used in the poster, and it doesn't seem to match exactly. But uh, who cares? I don't. They just used the monkey, the monkey mixed with the <laughs> yeah, lady. That would have been, that would have been the awesome. Empire one. Yeah, that would have been really cool. So, Jason, I, I believe you suggested the vintage action figure would have been oh, cool too. Yeah, people, I would have lost. See that would, that poster would have like if they had they put a vintage emperor figure on that poster, that poster would have more than quadrupled in value. It would have, especially if it had like the. We'd nose all be on eBay right now know, trying to buy one, trading barges for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, irrespective of what emperor figure or they did or did not you use, I was just excited that. Palpatine is in the poster um, because that's what will make or break this movie for me after he's been teased so much since Celebration. And the Ray and Kylo image is, is fine. So it's, it's a it's a cool poster. And I hope it's not just a D23. I'd like to get one. Chris, I know you just got back to Civilization or something. Have you seen this poster yet? <laughs> yes, I, I have seen the poster. What's I showed thought? it to Chris yesterday. He uh, okay. joined me at my yard toy sale yesterday oh, for six okay. hours. Did you sell him anything? <laughs> no. We, there was a little cross sales. <laughs> Chris, what's your thought on the poster? Uh, looks good. The Palpatine looks more like animated series Palpatine. Um, it looks weird. Uh, hard to tell what they're going for there until we see it. Um yeah, I'm just I just pulled up a high res version, so I'm kind of trying to look more detail. But I don't know. I always like the classic posters where you get all the characters on it. Um, so I'm assuming one of those is also coming. We'll get that eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Okay, Jason. Like <laughs> Jason, what's your thought on the poster? Um, I I liked it quite a bit. Um. You know, this is a promo poster that they gave give away at D23, just like they gave one away at um, you know for The Force Awakens. That wasn't the movie poster. It's just it's just promo art for for the movie. So I whether they used a figure for Palpatine doesn't bother me really at all. It's just trying to evoke a, a general feeling of the series. You know, it's got obviously Kylo and and Ray clashing in the middle. The overall design of the poster reminds me a lot of the uh, the Return of the Jedi poster that was mostly red that had Vader in the background, and then in the foreground it had Luke and Vader fighting on the stairs. Mm-hmm. Kind of it had mm-hmm. it has that same kind of feel to me. Um, but no, I think it's I think it's a a great thing to have in your collection. If obviously you're attending D23 and it's something they were giving out, it's one of those rarer pieces probably but i would imagine we'll see this art on other things later like the like that d23 poster art from from the force awakens so it's a it's cool i like it i have no problem with it okay and jake 
<laughs> okay, so for listeners that might not be aware, it looked like it's come out that the Palpatine that is depicted in the poster was not of Ian McDermott, but was actually taken from a Hot Toys Emperor Palpatine figure. So um, that that is the uh, I don't know quote unquote controversy about the the poster. Now there should be much about that. Um, I, I I don't think I, I think the poster looks great. I would die to have one. I think it looks amazing, and um, I, I I question why that happened though. That that is that is where my um, thoughts about the whole thing come from. Why did that happen? Was it because they're trying not to spoil something about Ian McDermott's, uh, you know, visage during this? Is he changed in looks? Um, is uh, did he not go through costuming photograph? I mean, why why would they resort to a toy that's been on the shelf for Can years? I, I'll tell you why. Okay, tell me. Because somebody at Lucasfilm or Disney a What's month that? ago said, we need to put this poster together to give away. We're going to use this art of Ray and Kylo. Uh, we want a background of Palpatine. And they told some emperor, some emperor, some intern to go on the, you know, find <laughs> us a picture of Palpatine. And they Googled Palpatine. The hot toy image came up. They thought it was actually the actor because it's a hot toy. It looks really good. <laughs> They thought that was a picture of the Emperor. They plugged it in and nobody noticed. Yes, I agree. So, and to follow that up, though, Jake, you're asking why they don't have a production. I don't know. Maybe they could have, you know, should have used Jedi or Revenge of the Sith, but but hopefully they would have used Jedi. But my guess is that the production is so secretive that nobody working on this poster would have had access to what Ian McDermott probably looks like in the film. It's probably super, super tight. Well, Just like they was... tried to keep Luke super, super secretive. Yeah, I know a, a photo did leak eventually, but... Which would tell us that it, we shouldn't be seeing an Emperor Palpatine figure coming out on Force Friday or any time in the next no. year. <laughs> no, 18... It takes like 18 uh, months or something, right? The, the Rise of Skywalker Palpatine figure will come out in the year 2022. <laughs> Most yeah. likely. Um, <laughs> Unless he looks exactly the, the same, and, and we already have the foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I think the. I think the uh, hyperdrive uh, or the tractor beam deactivation tower was very cool touch. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think it's cool. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the movie. I just don't know how I, Palpatine's going to play into it. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know where what his connection is to the Sith troopers. Um, I've been blessed with seeing some, you know, behind the scenes production stuff. And it seems like there's going to be a lot of Sith troopers like Clone Wars era, like Attack of the Clones era uh, amount of troopers. So I don't know what that means for uh, the series or the the movie and how it's going to uh, take place. And then I think the other question I I'm shocked at, I guess you don't shocked at a question, is that when they placed it on the timeline, they put it one year after the events of the last two movies. So that's going to be interesting because I think we all expected a larger time jump, but looks like it's just one year. Yeah, yeah. Daisy in an interview I read was say, making comments about that the resistance is in a bad place. Well, yeah, no S. <laughs> 
Well, it yeah. reduced to 20 people at the end of the last movie, right? Yeah, that's about it. Yep. Well, they're going to have some outside help because we've already seen Lando in the trailer. Hey, what do we have here? Yeah, uh, Lando and the, uh, I guess the other big, I mean, not big reveal, but the reveal that uh, Isaac said is that Poe and uh, Felicity, uh, a.k.a. Carrie Russell, um, were old friends. And I think that insinuated uh, insinuated a bit of uh, romance there, maybe. Mm. So Time will tell. She will probably be on the light side. So hopefully, we're recording this on Sunday, um, August 25th. Hopefully ignorance. Monday. Our ignorance. Hopefully Monday, right Monday the 26th, supposedly, this this footage will release. I hope that's true. I, don't, I, I guess I wouldn't see why they wouldn't, but you never know. You know, one thing about the footage that everybody seems to be talking about, apparently somewhere in there, you see Ray looking like a Sith holding a mm-hmm. double-bladed red lightsaber. Yeah. And... To this, I like to remind people that they like to do misdirection in these trailers. Um, didn't we see uh, Ray wielding Kylo's saber in the la- in, for Last Jedi in one yeah, of the trailers? So. Which mm-hmm. now we know how that worked. Um, and there was all sorts of misdirection in those trailers. Uh, they they want to make things look weird for all we know it's just some force dream or something that she's having to, to yeah. where that's coming from so, i remember in 1982 or three me and all my friends having a fit when we saw the jedi trailer and the elevator opens up with luke and vader standing there and luke was in black <laughs> oh, crap. if the internet was around in 1980 people would have seen a clip of luke's head inside vader's mask and would have lost their <laughs> Yep. So you know, everybody, you know, when this airs, you'll see the this footage most likely. Don't get too into that. There's probably misdirection here. Yeah, of course. JJ never misdirects. No, uh, not at all. No. No. The mystery not, box. It's not con, right? It's not con. That's not con. No, no con. <laughs> All right, so that anything anything else to mention at D twenty three Star Wars Star Wars related, not Marvel Star Wars uh, related. The, the that giant happened. expensive hotel, or oh yeah, oh yeah. Go ahead, Brian, tell us all about it. <laughs> um, you know, we've heard about this hotel. It's going to happen at Disney World. Um, to where you get a fully immersive environment. Uh, they released the footage of what the ship is supposed to look like that the hotel is supposed to be and the name of the ship i know it was chandrilla was like the line of it i don't remember the name of the ship anymore uh Al-San. jake you have that what alicon halcyon um i'm very disappointed now that the hotel will not be shaped like that on the outside because <laughs> that'd be freaking cool um i mean even though if you never went to the hotel if you just went to disney world you got to see this giant star wars ship docked there right I don't have a problem with that. Um, it'll be extremely expensive. It's like, what, $3,300 for two nights, three days for one person? Um, well, that's that, that's if you go alone. If you do a what family, was, it breaks down a little cheaper. But little remember, cheaper. remember years ago when, they, when we first heard about the possibility of this, we were saying, mm-hmm. well, 10 of us could fit in one room, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, how about, what if 30 go? That yeah. sounds pretty decent. Yeah. Um, they were listening. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
I know for me it's going to be a long time till I'm ever able to do this because I, I want to take my family if I do that, and uh, that's going to cost a pretty penny, and I'm a teacher. I don't have that much money, so um, yeah. that'll be a little ways off for me. But uh, You have that money in toys. Don't lie. Well, I probably do, but um, <laughs> I don't want to throw that away for one, a couple of days. Um, but it does look really cool, and uh, you know I hope one day to go check it out, but uh, it'll be a little while. Yeah. They had new um, footage of Rise of the Resistance in a new Galaxy's Edge oh, trailer. Yeah. Okay. And uh and it looked like uh so Ryan can fill us in more on it, but when I was down in Galaxy's Edge, they have a uh V is a rebel spy who's hanging out and she will pop out to, you know, talk with guests. Well, it looks like she actually is the star or the rebel in the Rise of the Resistance um ride. So I thought that's Sorry. Did you just fall off a chair, Jake? I no, I yanked my I yanked my microphone out. Stop or, yanking uh, things. I know you're excited about Obi Wan, but come <laughs> on, man. True. True. Um so V is uh the kind of the star or uh, you know, part of the ride. So it'll be interesting. It's, it's strange because it actually does look like the actress that's hopping around Galaxy's Edge. Um so when she decides to take another job, will they change that out in the ride, or do they cast a look-alike? It was uh, surprising for me to see them to be that spot on. Mm-hmm. And then the the trailer that you mentioned for Resistance season two, the final, the final season. <laughs> I have to say, I feel I haven't watched the first season, although I did just pick it up at Target, so I am going to watch it. I I like the figures that they made, the few figures, and I wish they would make more because I actually, they're I like them. I'm I like the how colorful they are. And, yep. uh, but I don't know the characters, so I feel like I really need to get, sit down and watch the show. Um, Jason, so, you're talking about making new figures. Are we going to talk about the elephant in the room here? Soon? We will. We'll get to it. Um, but anyone – okay, I haven't watched Resistance, so it's going to wrap up one season. I'm just going to go on really quick, see if anybody have, has any feelings about it or even cares. Um, I'm kind of indifferent since I haven't watched season one yet. Um, Jason, I'll start with you. What was your What's your thought on the one one season left of Resistance? Um, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I think – you know, as, as much as people like to kind of bash on the quality or the kitty tone of some of the characters and the and the story, um, it did progressively get better as the season progressed. And that's, I mean, look at Clone Wars. No one liked that when that launched either. But you know, here we are coming on say you know seven seasons, um, you know, with some break there. Obviously, um, it. I, I don't ever think it was made or intended to be like a long-standing series. Like people say, well, it's the ratings are terrible. They canceled it. It's like, I, I don't really think it's as simple as that. I think ratings, maybe not that great, but I don't think canceled is really what happened with it. It just ran its course. It led, uh, it's leading up to the events of the last Jedi. It kind of fills a little part of the timeline there. And, obviously you get to establish you know new characters and new worlds and it's just it's just star wars it's fun it doesn't have to be taken like so super seriously that you know everything hinges on its success or failure so 
I'm like I said, I'm excited for the next season. It looks like it has some really cool, you know, story, vehicles, characters. It's I'm just happy with more Star Wars content. All right, uh, Matt, what's your thought? One season left. Disappointed, um, excited, happy. Well, Can't I still wait. haven't watched season one, so, okay, so I you're have no me. opinion. I am not at all surprised because with a kid at the right age to watch Disney XD stuff over the last several years, all these cartoons, the Marvel cartoons and all that, they come on, they run for a year or two, and then they move, they stop, and then they have a new one. So it did not surprise me at all that Disney started a Star Wars cartoon that... You know, without all the hype that we get with Clone Wars or even Rebels, just sort of started, ran for a couple of years, stopped, and I'm sure that there will be at Celebration next year or D23 or, well, there's no D23 next year, but they will announce the next Star Wars cartoon and it'll run for two years and that's that's how it's going to be. It's not like when, because when the Clone Wars ended in 2013, right? 2013, 2014, I think 2014, that last. Yeah, they canceled it in 2013. Then they had another lost season to come out. People were upset, crying, outraged on Twitter, trying to save it, doing whatever they could to get keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, people had invested a lot of their life into that show. Some people grew up with it. Not not us. Not anybody on the show because we were we're too old to have grown up with it. But they were really sad. But that that. Uh, that kind of feeling doesn't really apply to this show, I don't think, from what we I've were, seen. Sorry, I was going to say, we refuse to grow up. S- okay. Save Ewoks, <laughs> season three! Save Ewoks, season three! No? Yeah, no. No one did that. Nope. Uh, Chris, have you? did you watch season one of Resistance? I watched episode one with my daughters, and mm. no one has asked or been interested in uh, picking up episode two. Okay. So, um, really indifferent about this one. I don't hate it, but I just honestly don't care about it. All right, Ryan. I know you've watched them all. What What is your thought? Meh. Um, I I don't hate it. I don't. It's It's not bad. It's just. It seems like every episode. Um, I'd watch it. I'm like, okay, right. And I get the up, and they'd like preview the the next episode, or I'd be kind of excited for the next episode. And I go to watch the next episode when that one hit, and I'm like, okay. And nothing until like the last few episodes. It just didn't seem that exciting. Um, and I know it's a little aimed from from a younger crowd, and, and I get that. But um, it just wasn't a whole lot going on, and. Um, you know, they, they released this new trailer for season two, and I'm like, yeah, I remember the second half of season one, they released a trailer like that, and it looked really cool, and like almost all the cool stuff was in one episode. So, I mean, we'll see. They're definitely making the show go somewhere, literally, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to watch it. I will watch it, but I don't can't say I'm excited about it. Jake, you looking forward to second season of Resistance and maybe another wave of figures, which I think we're not going to get? Yes, looking forward to the <laughs> figures. I will not hold my breath. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I like I'll watch anything Star Wars. It could be you know Star Wars paint drying, and I'll watch it. Um, but the thing about Resistance is it just evolved very very slowly i mean it was like you know we thought 
Ezra was stuck on Lothal forever. Well, my gosh, man, they were on that. Like, I mean, you literally could probably watch episode one and episode last and fill in the blanks and be all right. So um, the, the show moved really slow for me. I mean, there's some fun characters in there, um, but story-wise, it just really lagged for me. Um, but do I? Am I excited now that they're off the um, shoot? I can't think of the water planet that they were based on, but uh, I am. I'm excited that they're up and out and um, off to. It looks like more adventures. Um, I saw that it was tagged to look like it intersected with the new movie. So I'm curious on how they're going to span that time. So I'm thinking we're going to have a time jump. That's my best guess because mm-hmm. if uh, uh, I think it fell on the f- uh, timeline the same time as Rise of Skywalker. So that means a year would have passed because the series ended with the uh, end events of The Force Awakens. So we're probably going to get a time jump. So hopefully that'll that'll do something to speed up plot points or something. So um, I, there's so many cool characters I would die to have in figure form, but I don't think we're going to be there. All right. Okay, so next, um, Hasbro made an announcement that they are going to be phasing out plastic from their toys. Um, their packaging. Their packaging, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What toys coming from Hasbro in 2020? Of course, their packaging. Um, they're going to begin in 2020, and I guess their the goal is to have the plastic phased out by 2022. Not sure what this means. I don't. Didn't, I don't think they got very specific. But unless they just literally mean no plastic, um, this could mean a big change for collectors with bubbles and and all kinds of stuff that we're used to. Um, Jason, I'm going to start with you. What is your thought on this announcement? Um, like you said, it's it, it depends on what they're classifying as plastic. Like a, a couple years ago, I, I think it was 2018, um, they, you, they were utilizing a new type of quote-unquote plastic in their bubbles and their window boxes and whatnot that's made from recycled or you know bio organic or bioplastic i believe is what it's what it's called it's like bio pet pet stands for some chemical whatnot um i don't know if that is considered quote-unquote plastic because it will break down and is more easily recycled um better for the environment so yeah, like you said, it's going to be tough to sell single Star Wars figures if you can't see them. You know, if you have to buy them in a box or in a baggie, or you know, if they're in a you know, baggies are plastic, you can't make them. You know, how are they going to do blind bag glass? Thing? <laughs> yeah, <Johnny laughs> glass. glass. Um, it's I, I I really I'm curious to see how they develop this and and see what it does mean for Star Wars collectors because you walk down any toy aisle and you see plastic window boxes on every Hasbro product for the most part. And so it's, you know, it's going to affect their Marvel line, their, you know, their new Power Rangers line and whatever else they just picked up in the past two weeks. You know, it's it'll be interesting to see. That's, that's for sure. 
you mean your Snoop Doggy Dog line and your <laughs> Suge Knight line and yeah, Peppa Pig and yeah. Of course, yep. we're referring to Hasbro's purchase of Entertainment One, which owns a billion different properties, and right. that's why they purchased it for four billion dollars. Right, which owns Death Death Row Records, isn't that what it is? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Crazy. Chris, what is your thought? Well, that, um, I mean, my primary concern is the vintage collection. And the vintage collection has a bubble, and it's plastic. And if they've got some alternative plastic that can last, I'm fine with that. But I, it seems like with the time you were talking about when they maybe were experimenting with a different plastic, that's when bubbles start wouldn't stick and or premature yellowing um vehicles i think most of their stuff is going to be fine i mean uh, another topic that we're getting to in a little while would be part of this but um i mean maybe they were going to have to go to single boxed little figures like the 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 japanese vintage uh were sold as sold as Mm -hmm. that's what i was thinking and i could see that for the kids line but you know the vintage collection a defining part is the bubble and yeah i don't know how hard a line they're going to pull on the all of our product packaging yeah unless you uh package consider the card back as the product itself and in the vintage collection that that very well could be considered part of the product yeah mm. right or is it you know does it only apply to products that they own outright, like Transformers? And There could be some uh, loopholes that they're talking right. about. Or, or like a vintage card comes in a cardboard box such that, you know, the card back Ooh. is the product. That would be sneaky. Then people would have to buy three. One <laughs> to open, one to keep on a clear card once the box was open, and then one boxed. With the clear card, with the card and the thing, and then you know five or six other ones, so you could get the best deco. Right. And uh, yeah, um, Matt, what was your thought on this announcement? Nah, it's total crap. Um, <laughs> they're not gonna do it. Uh, you can put out a PR statement and say we intend to do this. They're not obliged to do it legally. That's... If anybody ever comes back and challenges them, they say. You know, they can come up with a reason why it didn't happen that, you know, um, I mean, and, you know, it's just on a to step back and look at it. It's just so silly to say, like, plastic is horrible and we need to get rid of it and stop using it. So we're going to stop using it on the packaging for these huge plastic toys. Nobody yeah. said anything about getting rid of plastic. I mean, they're they are merchants of plastic things. That's what they do. And who cares if there's a little plastic bubble on the thing or a plastic window? And like somebody said, plastic is a very amorphous term that can be defined in in many ways. And there are biodegradable products out there that are environmentally as safe as paper, which is the only real alternative to the packaging issue, because they're not going to put them in metal. They're not going to put them in glass. So 
it's terrible. It's time, right? It's just it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. So I'm not wasting any sleep over it at all. And as somebody who works in a town that outlawed plastic straws earlier this year, <laughs> and I have since been cursed to drinking with no straw or a paper straw, much inferior experience. So, <laughs> just, you know, leave it as it is. Ryan, do you think they're going to go through with this? Well, if they do, it's going to be they'll end up with some biodegradable plastic or something like that. I know I've seen, you know, someone was suggest, suggested that which idea. might be worse. Like it might imagine it might you imagine watching your vintage collection disintegrate in, right. five, in five or six years. Yeah. Right, you hang it on the wall, and yeah, but um. I know I was one of those that said, well, they've done this before with the, those boxes and the vintage Japanese figures. And some people said, well, how are you going to tell if you got good paint apps in your figures? <clears throat> and the real response to that is um, nowadays, most of the time, you can't anyway. I mean, how many times do you actually buy figures in the store? I know there's some people clinging to that idea that you can go to the store and buy your action figures, but let's be realistic. Uh, this is going to a hobby that's more and more not happening in the stores, and we're ordering our stuff online. So you're not going to see your paint apps before you get your figures anyway. Um, so I, I don't see why that's such a big deal as it is. Uh, other than we all love the vintage collection, and that's part of what the vintage collection looks like. So, um, you know, if they were to go to boxed figures, I don't have a big problem with that either. Jake, you're an opener. Does this matter to you at all? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, that's fine. I, um, I, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think there is one population that is affected by this, and that is the carded collector. That is a carded collector because if they do transition out of uh, a actual plastic and go to a biodegradable, well, what's going to stop that from biodegrading in your collection on your wall in 10, 20 years, right? So if they change the style of the plastic to not last as long, that's going to mess up the carded collector. Also, it's going to mess up the carded collector because if you're looking for, and I know many people like this who, like you guys said, are looking for the paint um the best paint ops um it's funny because i was just talking to chris about this yesterday because we spent the day together um i i have this weird thing and again i'm a weirdo so i'm putting that out there already i kind of feel like whatever figure i find first so if i find whatever action figure it is the first time i find it i buy it i don't pass on it i don't wait to get a better one and if it doesn't have if it has sloppy paint apps i feel like it's my destiny that's a representation of what this figure is supposed to be or was or is you know and i just buy it so whatever i come across i buy it the first time i see it well that's not going to be something that's going to be possible um, if they go to a no plastic. And Chris brought up the great example because I was showing him my San Diego Comic-Con exclusives yesterday, and the Sith Trooper has no plastic in the packaging. If you pull out the, um, well, not plastic bubbles like we're used to, it has a slipcase, and if you slip the cardboard slipcase off, the figure's there, you know, open. It doesn't have a plastic sheet behind it. Um, and so if they went that route, right, then and it has sides that open and they're cardboard as well. So the, the Sith Trooper is an example of how you can package a figure without plastic. Wasn't but, the first shorter trooper also that way? Yep. The San Diego one? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. There you yeah. go. As was um, what's her face? Uh, Ray. Right. San Diego the ones, right? And, and then, then the Luke and the Ray, and the Thrawn that but they had all the extra stuff it was the same way. Yeah. All right. There was so, no plastic, but the Thrawn had plastic. Yeah, the no, toy. The, the Thrawn had a plastic sleeve. Over it had a sleeve. Yeah. Oh yeah, the sleeve. I'm sorry. Okay. It did, but um, but I mean, those are just some examples of how you could package a black series six inch, since that's all we're gonna have. Um, <laughs> that uh, you can do it without plastic, but again, that's to the detriment of the person who, you know, wants really good paint apps or a perfect minty looking figure. So that m- means nothing to me whatsoever. Okay. Next, um, just oh, just yesterday, I got a mess on our little message group. I got someone mentioned that uh, some early samples of the rise of Skywalker action figures were found. And my first response was pics or it didn't happen to which I think it was Jake instantly forwarded me like five or six pictures of a Canadian find at a Canada Toys R Us of looks like the first wave of the rise of Skywalker figures and a couple of galaxy of adventure figures. Um, we got a Luke. I'm not a Luke. Ah. We got a Ray, a Kylo Ren, a Jet Trooper, who I think is new. I don't think we've seen this before, a Jet Trooper. Um, not officially, yeah. Right. Uh, and then what were the other two? Uh, was it Darth Vader and Chewbacca? And Chewbacca. Okay. These are five-inch figures. The last show, we were debating whether the Rise of Skywalker would have a three and three-quarter inch line. Um, People have been telling us, and it's just a coincidence that Jason from Hackface is on tonight. I didn't really (laughs) invite him on to talk about this. Um, But I'm going to start with Jason. What's going on? What are we looking at? Um, This is Hasbro's new (laughs) plan, I guess. It's... I... I'm baffled by it. I, I've known about this coming since January. I had a posted a teaser up there back then saying, hey, uh, there's going to be a shift in the action figure scale to this five-inch line. What I didn't know at the time is they are not... What I didn't know at the time was that these figures are more articulated than your standard five POA figures or even the Disney store toy box figures um these have nearly um black series level articulation but they are a more animated style to represent how they come across in that galaxy of adventures series um but again they're five inches and it's after 40 years of star wars action figure collecting the Two months before the movie launches, you're going to come out with a new scale and not have the standard three and three quarter inch line, uh, other than vintage collection, obviously, represented in your toy aisles. That that boggles the mind <laughs> to me. So, but yeah, this I th- basically what has been happening since the Force Awakens came out and the return of the vintage collection, you were getting two lines somewhat cannibalizing each other because you've got the same figures coming out in the same scale at two different price points. It's like people 
parents, let's say, who were buying the cheaper five POA figures weren't spending the extra five bucks to get the vintage version, you know, which came later, but there was some cross, there was character overlap and that's a Disney problem not not necessarily a Hasbro problem because Disney says, Hey, we're going to release, we're going to ha- need these characters released in these different lines. Sorry, you can't make who you want, but we're, we want these characters out in it. it. It's the action figure line, I think suffered because of that. Um, so that's basically what it is. They didn't want to have two, three and three quarter inch figure lines competing for retail space at the same time. So they did away with the five PUA, which, you know, a segment of the collecting public hated anyway. They got something which they, for a long time, they're saying, Hey, just get rid of five PUA and devote those resources to make more vintage collection. Well, that didn't happen. Obviously they made this new scale for this new initiative and now we don't have a movie line for the rise of skywalker and it's like i said it's it's nuts to me it is kind of stunning when you think about it like it is especially you've had one for clone wars rebels yeah (laughs) a 40 year tradition thrown out the window because but people moaned too. <laughs> about figures they didn't buy. Yeah. Well, now here's the thing. Now, uh, Jason, I think in some of your rumor reports, you've posted that there's also going to be, did you say like vehicles possibly for this five-inch line? Yes, there's a Poe Dameron. Uh, is it Poe Dameron? I, I'd have to go back and look. I might have said something I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an X-Wing. I know that's coming for the five-inch line. Okay. So I can't recall if it's the Luke's or Poe Dameron's. I, well, I can look on my sheet here. Um, but, yeah, there's there's definitely support for a, a vehicle line coming. And there's also, a, like, a Rancor that's coming. Um, I don't know. I've, I've not seen what it looks like. It might be as simple as just some hollow thing that the other figures can interact with i don't know if it's like a full-blown articulated five-inch scale rancor which would make no sense to me um but anyway i i don't run i don't run hasbro um so yeah they're they're definitely supporting the line with both figures vehicles and animals slash beasts and so on on triple force friday we're going to just as far as three and three quarter goes, we're just going to see a limited amount of vintage collection, but not like a breadth of characters for the movie. Is that is that's, that that's the, correct? That's correct. And you're pretty. Are you fairly certain of this? Yes. The only caveat I will give is that there is another series of things that haven't been announced yet that I had found through my various sources and hunting online, mostly through you know, like Brickseek and whatnot. Um, there is a line of what I think are two packs coming out, which are called the saga or the Skywalker saga series. Mm-hmm. What I can't definitively state what the, is the scale of these figures, because the price point is fourteen ninety nine each, which is right in that two, that two pack price for the three and three quarter inch line that we've gotten for solo and rogue one and, yeah. Force Awakens and whatnot. So the, there may be a three and three quarter inch line, but not an individually carded figure three and three quarter inch line. 
how, with the launch of Triple Force Friday, how many three and three quarter inch vehicles, if they're vintage collection, are we going to get for episode nine? One, possibly two. Cause so I, one vehicle. Right, and that's not even. And that's well, like the that's to me that's like. Like the fig, you know, when people are saying, "Well, the figures are just going to be vintage collection or or five or five inch," I'm like, "Well, I like the vintage collection, so I'm not. That's not so bad for me. I like those figures a lot. But 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 what's kind of making me a little bit sad is the vehicle, the state of the vehicles, because I like to I like to buy all the vehicles. Right. I'm a vehicle collector. I buy them all. I open them. I play with them. I set them up. So that's kind of the ugh. yeah. That's. Yeah. Uh, there, are, I, I know there are two vintage collections. See, and the problem is, you know, coming out on Triple Force Friday, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll see it at retail. I mean, it's that's when it's supposed to launch, but mm -hmm. it might be like an online thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I know, and it's been rumored for a while, the Luke's X-Wing for the vintage collection is coming. What we right. don't know is, does it come with the X-Wing pilot figure, or is that part of the first wave of the new vintage collection because there's a couple so, luke's coming um the price point for that x-wing is like a hundred bucks uh, it would be nice if it included a, a a luke but i'm not holding my breath on it everything i've seen in regard to that release mentions nothing about coming with a luke and if it did come with a luke people would want it carded anyway i haven't heard anything about that yeah, wasn't the last X-Wing uh, Biggs's at Toys R Us, and it, I think it was 80, wasn't it? Yeah, 79.99, yeah. Yeah, so then that was many years ago. Yeah. That was 2013, I think. Sounds about right. It was at least that, yeah. What? Well, yeah, what, it was so, vintage collection of that ended so, then. So, so. Jason, Again, so... You know, people want the vintage stuff. Mm-hmm. So Jason, what's your what's your thought on when we go to Target because we can't go to Toys R Us anymore? When we go to Target on Force Friday at midnight or whenever, are we going to see mostly five inch figures? Or are we going to see mostly vintage collection figures? Like what is what do you like? What do you predict for retail? I think it's going to be mostly five inch and mostly six inch. Oh okay. You'll get you'll there'll be there'll be the vintage collection there, but I don't. I don't see pegs of that. You know, like, you'll have two mm. pegs of vintage collection, maybe. Do, do you think it's... Go sorry, so, sorry, go ahead. Keep keep going, I'm sorry. I, I, I just... It depends on how much space they devote to the, the Rise of Skywalker product launch. I mean, you've got... You know, the past few, you've had, like, a, a pretty... A, a decent-sized section... But with all of the, the merchandise that's coming, you know, and, and it has to be coupled with, you know, the Mandalorian stuff and the, the items from the Jedi Fallen Order game. You know, there's there's stuff spread out over all three of those um, properties or media types. So it's it's not going to be heavy on any one thing. There's going to be a lot of stuff, but it's not heavy on any one thing. You know, you're going to have the lightsabers and the blasters and the role play stuff and black series, and so I. And you, we're not going you to be think we're going to get another? You think we're going to get another situation where the first wave of the 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 first wave of the vintage collection for this new launch is going to be the wave that sticks around for a year or so at retail? Um, it. 
it's really hard. I mean, as much as Hasbro says they've been working on distribution and getting product out there, it it really depends on um, how it sells through and how the reordering works and how the retailers support the line. You know, we'll buy it if it's on the shelf, but if it doesn't get to the shelf, then, you know, it's, it's really hard to, or if it doesn't sell, if people don't want another vintage carded Ray or don't want another vintage, you know, uh, Poe Dameron, it's, there's two, well, one of them is from the force awakens, but Ray is from, uh, rise of Skywalker. And she looks a lot like her, uh, release from the force awakens. So, it's it'll be tough to see. I think they're pushing the Sith rocket or the Sith trooper. I think that's going to sell well. The um, you know any of the Knights of Ren, that type of stuff is going to sell well. But you have you've got people or certain certain types of collectors that just don't want another Ray or don't want another Kylo Ren either on Black Series or Vintage Collection. So. I guess we'll kind of have to see how it plays out and how, and when the movie comes out, that will be the biggest tell as to how this merchandise is going to move past the first wave. Mm-hmm. Matt, I'm going to go over to you. What is your thought on this now that we've actually seen proof that there is the five inch line for the rise of Skywalker? Matt? I'm not, I mean, I won't buy into the, five-inch line. I I may buy a figure here and there if they do a character I like. Um, What I saw on those leaks from Canada, you know, they were fine. I know we. this is the line we talked about in the last show, I believe. Um, Yeah, they're they're fine. They're better than I would have expected, but it's still, it's not, I'm not ready to start another line. You know, I'm three and three-quarter, and I buy six-inch, and I'll stick with that, and you know, I wish Hasbro would have shown a little more commitment to the three and three quarter line if this, you know, informed speculation is true. And I don't see why it would not be um, that, you know, a move there will not be a movie specific line. That's really a shame. And um, if it is, in fact, because part of the community lobbied against five POA figures, that's that's really a shame. And, uh, you know, I'd upset with Hasbro if they you know caved to that sort of thing so it's 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 disappointing I, I really hope some re- somehow somewhere we missed something and there's going to be something there on Triple Force Friday but I'm it's becoming less and less uh, likely I think uh, Ryan what's your thought on this I'm holding out hope that there is something. Um, my main thing that surprised me is looking at those five-inch figures is the Rise of Skywalker figures are all uh, cartoon-looking. And so to me, that's like that's not a movie figure. That's just based off Galaxy of Adventure to me. Um, I'm, I'm hoping those two packs or something because, you know, we knew, that, we knew the five-inch was coming, obviously, since at least San Diego, if not before. But... Um, it is a little surprising. There's not. It doesn't look like there's a three and three quarter inch line. Um, I mean, it's saddening. I, I'm hopefully we get more vintage figures if that's the case. And I've honestly seen this before, and it didn't go well. Um, Star Trek fans who collect <laughs> when Playmates suddenly change their scale for First Contact, 
they've been doing with five inch figures, and they suddenly went to a six inch figure. I think it was, and people were mad. Um, and eventually, Playmates went had to go back, and they actually remade a lot of those, not all of them, but some of those as um, the regular five inch scale, and they went back to the five inch scale because it did not do well for them. Um, which, but if you the- remember, to, sorry to interrupt, Ryan. Oh, go ahead. When JJ Star Trek came out, they had three scales. Yeah, and not all of the figures were available in each scale. Yeah, so that was a total cluster. So, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was a mess for Playmates, and really, it wasn't long after that that Playmates stopped doing Star Trek figures. Uh, which had been a very hearty line. I I collected all of them. I loved them, but uh, it's and I'm hoping that's not what's happened to Star Wars. Thank goodness there are still vintage figures, so it's not like three and three quarter inches completely dead. We're still getting three and three quarter inch figures, um, and my hope is that we're going to see them with releases more like they were in 2008, 2009, 2010, where we were getting a lot. Um, I know we're not going to get as many per wave. Hasbro said that, but you know, a few more waves, and not like how vintage has been the last few years, where it's long periods sometimes between them. Well, during the summer, we got like two waves in one month. But uh, where, you know, there's going to be a wave or two or three that's dedicated to the new movie. And I know there's some purists out there like that want vintage carded figures to have all original trilogy stuff on it. But if this is the line we're going to, then you know I I want new figures for the new movie, and I'd like to get a bunch of them. So I, I don't know. It, it you know there's lots of speculation, and I know we've got some informed information uh, here, but uh, you know we'll see how that goes. Uh, Chris, what's your thought on the on the news? I know you pretty much only collect super articulated figures, so this really isn't this doesn't really affect you much, does it? Not hugely. Um, now that's not to say I don't collect some lower articulated figures um the quay toll site that's a figure that doesn't need to be super articulated regardless of what line it's in it was a great figure and it had the adequate articulation for the character as depicted on screen um now if you give me a luke skywalker a ray a kylo you know an action oriented character i want super articulation It's no question about that. And I believe I went out on a limb last episode, and I predicted that there wouldn't be a line from what we had seen. And um, so I'm not happy about that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd love to see the the line be able to support multiple different lines like they did years ago. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. I, I think the Galaxy of Adventures figures look pretty cool i like the kind of animated style about it it, it it's weird that they're, they're gonna wait to the last movie to cast that away and um now episode uh two it didn't have a dedicated movie line either so in essence the vintage collection has become what the saga collection was in 2002 so I'm hoping that there's going to be a nice breadth of three and three quarter inch figures for the movie in the vintage collection. I'm not expecting to see any of them at retail, that's for sure. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hate if we see five inch scaled figures that we're not getting in three and three quarter inch. That's that'll be the. It drives me nuts to see six inch. 
Six Inch already got a a vintage card backed Jawa, and we are (laughs) decades into vintage collection style figures, and we don't have a Jawa yet. It's coming. I know it's yeah, I, I know it's one that's coming, but it's one that really drives home the frustration for vintage collectors. Yep. Jason, is Lobot coming? Uh, uh no. <laughs> right. Not that I know of yet. How about okay. more of those uh, diorama sets with two <laughs> carded figures in it? That was gold. Um, I have not heard anything, but oh, that's such a brilliant idea! I, and they can't keep those things in stock, as last I heard. Yeah. Jake, is there a tear in your beer over this news? I need about 400 more beers because there are tears because I am ticked. I am mourning. I'm pissed. I'm angry. I am whatever because three and three quarter is my jam. And I'm sorry that I think the vintage collection is an overhyped, overpriced line that you can't find at retail. I don't think it deserves the respect that it gets because it is completely demolished. The the echo chambers out there that are only, you know, vintage collection or only super articulation have vocalized enough and put an end to the five POA or the kid line or whatever you want to call it that uh, we're not finally getting it. Ruining over a 40-year tradition of getting three and three-quarter action figures for a movie, like in a line. Now, yes, Chris, you're right. Saga Collection did not have, but I'm just, I pulled up the poster that Hasbro put out, and, you know, of the 40-plus figures they put out right away in the Saga Collection, a majority of them were from, from Attack of the Clones. So, while they didn't use the name Attack of the Clones, this was an Attack of the Clone line, just in the way The Force Awakens had some Bespin figures thrown in, things like that. Um, I'm super upset if this really c- comes to fruition, because um, I, I, I feel like people's anger was taken out toward the three and three quarter general line not the collector exclusive line the vintage collection um and not directed toward the six inch which clearly is the thing that kind of sapped up the resources because you're not going to see the six inch go away you're going to see that continue but you're going to see the three and three quarter go away and the vintage collection is going to maintain course as always um i do not see the vintage collection becoming what it was back in the day when it debuted um it's not going to reach those heights that it had in 2010 and so i'm like miserable at the fact of thinking that i'll get maybe 15 figures in the next year and a half from the rise of skywalker in three and three quarter i mean that is just miserable to me and to think that i get one or two vehicles in that scale to add to this you know matt how many figures are we at now approaching four thousand, right yeah yeah so to see that come to an end um really i mean Again, I felt like I've been thinking about this and preparing for this. No, it really is going to be a miserable day on October 4th if I walk in and don't see any three and three quarter figures because the vintage collection is so darn hard to find and you buy a majority of it. I mean, when's the last time you guys bought a vintage collection in the stores? I think the first wave I bought in the store. And the I first can still wave. buy that. Uh, anyway, uh, not exclusive? Yeah. 
I've yeah. seen the first three waves, but nothing passed. Basically, the solo figures were the last <laughs> thing that I've ever seen at retail. Yeah. They barely showed up. But that was almost buy, a year ago. That was a year did ago. Did you buy solo at retail? No, you bought it online and then you saw it later at retail, right? No, I bought it some of it at retail. Okay. I found it at Walmart first. Yeah, no, I didn't. Walmart. And so now I got most of wave two and three at Walmart. Yep. I am beyond irritated at this reality. And, you know, I, I just I question why? 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 Why do they? Th- why would they create a line that is in direct competition to the Disney Store's line? Because these, I mean, most average collector looks at these and goes, "Oh, these are at the Disney Store," because they look just like those Infinity Base type figures. What? What? What did their? Why did they decide to embrace the Galaxies of Adventures line for their main line, which is, you know, they're saying they're not competing with themselves but they're competing now with another company who's already done these figures in essence right chewbacca and ray and kylo ren it just seems flawed logic and i want to know what the reasoning is behind it is it steve evans leaving because he's not a cheerleader for three and three quarter figures because um the new lady you know doesn't seem to have the knowledge is it a corporate is it kid study is it what why is it the social media outrage could, over five and POA? I don't know what it is. I just want to know, and we'll never know. And so I'm going to be eternally angry if this is I how we end. Part of it's definitely a lack of kid interest in in action figures. People say that over and over, and I say if your kid's not into action figures, there's something that you provided to them in replace for it. Like, my kid doesn't get to play video games. Guess what he loves? He loves figures. He loves Beyblades. He loves collecting things. I mean, it's like, if it, the people that say all my kids want to do is play video games, it's because you've done that. Yeah, I mean, right. it's but like, that's not, what works that's, ha- that's, not ha- that's not really Hasbro's fault. It's just they're reacting to the to the realities of the market. Yeah, but the market is, you know, yeah, but, I mean, but I, just, I what I'm saying is I just don't like that statement that, you know, kids just want to play video games today. Take away their video games. What do they want to play with? There you go. I guess that's my point. Yeah. I, don't know. I just wish it's the last movie they could, even if it was limping along, if they could have just made one big push for this last film. Right. And not overshipped Wave 1 like they are notorious about doing. Yeah. Wave 1 and 2 at the same time for, I mean, ugh. I mean, what, you know. No oh, G.I. Right, Joe, right. no Marvel, right? I mean, they've they've distinguished... I mean, they've done away with those three and three-quarter lines. So, I mean, we should, you know, be prepared for this, but it's still frustrating as all get out. Go ahead, Matt. What were you going to say? What I, I, I think I've probably mentioned this before. What I don't understand... Because, I mean, yeah, there's confusion, and we talked about, you know, the vintage line cannibalizing the five POA line and what figures you could get in one and not in the other let alone six-inch stuff, and you know, or multiple figures being available on the same scale, going back to, geez, the Phantom Menace 3D, you know, where you could get three different Obi-Wans, you know, at the same time. I don't understand why, if they, if they just want to simplify the line, why they can't just have the vintage collection, so to speak, just have Star Wars figures on a vintage collection card, and where is it written that Vintage Collection has to be super articulated? I mean, the orig- if you really want Vintage Collection figures, they're five, they're four POA. 
you know, so why why are <laughs> well they're doing that too? Well, yeah, we've got you go back retro. to even BOTC, the modern <laughs> right. vintage. Well, that's where it started in 2004. Was but VOTC. not figures were super articulated either. But they were the best. They were the best represent. Eh, yeah, that's how they were sold as the best representation of those characters, and that ever since then, the, they have to be the best. They have to be super well. As it was said, we don't need a super articulated Quaid Tolosite or, you know, a protocol droid. Put five POA figures on a vintage card when appropriate yep. and drop the price of the line back down to, you know, sub $12. Maybe get it back down to $10 because you have well, they've, a better mix. I mean, if you want one simple line, it can be on a vintage card, but it doesn't, you know, don't give up on the three and three quarter. I'm If, if they do do that. I will be as mad as Jake is because it's. Uh, that was a big thing that came out of the reveal of the the official reveal of the uh, the new five inch line is they're ten dollars they're an inch bigger than the three and three quarter inch line and they have more they have as much articulation as the six inch line it's mm-hmm. like how for this whole time that the vintage collection you know we've been hearing that well you know it just cost so much to make these articulated smaller figures and or Mm-mm. just having all the parts it's the generation of the molds and the pieces that go into assembling these figures that the cost comes into play but then you come out with a, a five inch line that's ten dollars why are the vintage collection not ten dollars exactly no. you know, because hasbro and this is <laughs> There's a G.I. Joe podcast. There's a G.I. Joe podcast out there where they had a a former Hasbro uh, designer on. And he goes, what people don't understand is it costs the same to tool a three and three quarter figure as it does a six inch figure. So from a business perspective, Hasbro should never, ever make another three and three quarter action figure because they would get seven to fourteen dollars for three and three quarter, or they can get twenty to thirty for a six inch. From a business model, the larger figures make sense because they can sell them for more, which is why we see the six inch being the pride and joy of Hasbro from now on. Which well, it's is just become so much more popular scale over overall. You know, I was I was kind of taking after you know. Because when did the six inch line come out? 2000 or 14, uh, 13. Yeah. It's like, I was surprised that they were going that route, but you know, that was kind of where it was trending. You know, Marvel had six inch figures for a long time. I was kind of apprehensive about a new scale having to collect, having quote unquote. Um, (laughs) But you know, as it's progressed, it's, it has definitely gotten better. I mean, from the likenesses, from the decos, from the characters, it's the the line. I think it has earned a place in Star Wars collecting since you know its inception. Yes, but but, but it's not but Marvel the three Legends line has earned its place too, and mm-hmm. it needs to continue and be supported as strongly. But you know, management's changed. They could they could, it could come back next year if this five POA thing fizzles out. But they they could always go back. Well, yeah. the new management didn't make this decision. I mean, she they haven't been there long enough. I mean, true. stuff takes a year. So yeah. I mean, this was all happening under the previous guy's a watch. True enough. Um, J- Jace, I wanted to ask you another thing. Um, the retro collection is that 
something you think is going to be coming out too? Something new stuff or do you, is not there any for, of that? Uh, not for um, Force Friday, no. Not for Force Friday, no. Because I think, from what I had heard, they were this. The first wave was kind of a trial balloon. Like, mm-hmm. were people going to accept reproductions again, quote unquote, of vintage figures on vintage card backs? Was it going to blow up in their face or were people going to embrace it? I think at the beginning it was kind of a 50-50 split, but they sure sold through like right away. I mean, there was a clear um, support of those figures and there weren't any more planned after those fir- that first wave, you know, mm-hmm. other than this um, retro Vader that came out um, and the Tarkin that was in the, in the game. So, I think it'll be at least next year before we see any more. Okay. Yeah, I just feel like they dropped the ball in communicating that there would be subtle differences to the collecting community to, you know, stave off any kind of reaction that initially happened. Right. Uh, That just seemed like a dropped ball that that could have easily been diffused right away. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny, as... as as we're talking about this, I've been pl- I've got that the retro collection Han Solo on my desk. I've been pl- fiddling around with him, and I just put his blaster in his hand, and it just went flying. Right now, I don't now I don't know where it is. I'm, <laughs> it's gonna take me two hours to find his blaster because he doesn't hold it. Oh well, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, should we address? How that? do we not? End- how do we not end this on a bummer? How do well, we get, how do we speaking we of bummers? Should soon. we should we mention Haslabs development right now? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, uh, what I haven't checked in a couple hours. What's the what's the latest on Cookie Monster? Let's, is he let's, is let's, he RIP. It did not fund and somehow uh, it lost backers because it ended with lot. only 63 backers. What? How does yeah. that, that's what it says on the page. Yeah. yeah. It lost Wait a minute. But how do you lost lose? backers? <laughs> what's going on over there at Haslam? <laughs> I feel for the people who love. I mean, imagine if that was us in our barge. We'd right. be devastated right now. I feel for the people that wanted that. I just, I feel like there wasn't a fan initiative to let more people know about it well, from the Sesame Street. And band. Unicron isn't looking great. It's at thirty-one hundred backers. It needs eight thousand, and there's only a little under six days left. I think there's a caveat to Unicron, though. From what I've heard, it sounds like they're letting international orders be done, but they're not going to add those to the total until later. Until later. So I think in the next week you're going to see this uh, Unicron um, increase in backers because they're allowing other foreign retailers to purchase X amount. That's what I've heard so far, but... There's nothing official out there about that. Yeah, I, you know, uh, the Cookie Monster, I know there's people who wanted that. And I remember hearing on podcasts people talking about, oh, yeah, they want to get that. But they don't want to back it unless it looks like it's going to make it. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Right. If, if you want to back it, back it. It, it. There's no risk involved here. <laughs> and uh, I know there's some people who some Star Wars fans who are probably cheering that Cookie Monster didn't happen. Because it's like, look at that, you should have done Star Wars. It's like, well, we shouldn't be doing that, no. no. Um, this is something that somebody wanted. I, it, 
does to me show in both of these cases that Star Wars has performed better in this sort of thing. But at the same time, it, this isn't affecting Star Wars stuff. What you know, what's I, I, it if anything, it makes program. another Hasbro Lab project less likely. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't. I'm not excited about that. That Cookie Monster didn't make it. I'm not surprised, but um, you know, who knows what we'll see in the future from that. I want my Death Star playset, Haslab. <laughs> well, I don't think the, the Sesame Street has an established fan base network like Star Wars or even Transformers do. Yeah. I think, Matt, I think your theory that they don't have the license locked up past 2020 is a good reason why there may not be a Haslab project for Star Wars right now. Jason, do you have any background on the license renewal or... I do not. Um, you know, in a tinfoil hat wearing uh, people. I sometimes I consider myself one of those. If you know, if you look at some of the signs that are out there, like you don't get an announcement of a new Hasla thing, or you have Hasbro buying up these other companies, you know, taking on the Ghostbusters license from Sony, you know, buying up the entertainment one whatever it was called are they prepping Power themselves Rangers. for a loss of something it's like all of these things are kind of send up little red flags like is it is the license going to end and is disney going to either take it in house and do it themselves they're fully capable of doing it it's just you know it would cut out a middleman of licensing you know there's some revenue obviously lost there if they were to take it in-house um but i i just don't see it going anywhere else you know i don't see mattel taking it over and having it run successfully um I, there's not another manufacturer that could i don't think or would i want i, I don't think i would want one but uh, it's it's really hard to say normally we would know by now if if a license has been renewed beyond, but who knows in these times. We do know that, yeah, Disney is all different though, right? Disney will let anybody have an license for whatever, right? Right. Um, We know that we let, you know, we've talked about before on the show that they let, you know, Marvel, I mean, Disney will let other comic book companies make Marvel comics. I mean, it's just, they, they don't necessarily adapt to this exclusivity that I think Hasbro's had with the three and three quarter line and the six inch line, right? Which is why we don't see figure arts shipped to the United States. So right. I think Chris had mentioned it before that that could be something that, you know, Hasbro may retain the license to do their six inch, to do their vintage collection, but maybe not the exclusivity behind it. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's, that's it, very like you know it's very possible and an, another thing we didn't touch on but you know it directly relates to this is like mattel announces they're doing this limited edition run of barbie theme or star wars theme barbies oh. it's got the the leia the r2 and uh darth vader and that sent up right red flags to people it's like oh my god you know marvel is or i mean uh, mattel is going to be producing Star Wars dolls, is this mean that they're going to get the license? It's like, well, not necessarily because they're going to be doing uh, Marvel ones as well. It's it, it's just whatever 
Disney allows to be licensed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Hasbro does own the the six-inch licenses because they they were the ones that, like, sub-leased it to Sideshow when they were doing their, when they first got into this 12-inch line when Hasbro was still yeah. doing it. So... Well, I think we also all get a little caught up in the Star Wars perspective of the world, and it's not maybe it's just a larger toy industry shift that Hasbro's responding to, not just the loss of one of their properties or mm-hmm. possible loss of one of their properties. Right. So, so it it could all be, uh, you know, they're just waiting out to get the best deal. You know, in the past, I've heard that. There was another, you know, larger major manufacturer that actually outbid Hasbro for the license, and Disney gave it to Hasbro anyway, just because they had the infrastructure to maintain what they were currently doing. There would be, you know, a, a there would be a huge, you know, essential, essentially like a learning curve with whatever the new company that was to take it on. It's it's not unheard of that a company could not necessarily be the highest bidder and lose the license so i see very few companies though that could do that i mean mattel's on the ropes kind of financially but they're trying they're puttering by mcfarlane would be the another one that i would see who would be able to you know put a line out there pretty successfully but i mean there's not there's not a lot what about playmates what are they up to these days I what don't. are they up to these days? Turtles, <laughs> turtles. Yeah. But I still haven't seen beyond wave one of the newest incarnation of turtles. So it's not like those are uh, jumping off the pegs like the previous line did. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just all <laughs> in a dither about it all. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I the reason I had this toy, you know, this toy sells because I'm like. Triple Force Friday's coming. I gotta build up my finances, right? I gotta be ready. And now I'm like, as a non-six-inch completist, I'm like, oh, I might spend forty bucks on Triple Force Friday because I want to. Well, if you buy that one ship, it's gonna be <laughs> right a lot more than See, that. And that's the other problem. I mean, why does it? The vintage collection is so overpriced because we're paying for the nostalgia of the packaging, right? We're paying for that. Uh, that is I will built pay- in. I know, but you know the vintage collection vehicles. I will pay what they ask because they're beautiful. I they are most of them. Yeah. They are, but I'm I I'm not some. So I'm not some. I was trying to debate this with Bantha Skull on Instagram the yesterday. It's like there are people who want the best possible versions of it, like whether it's the vehicles or the super articulated figures or the 22 points of articulation, whatever. That's not me. That's not how I've ever been. I have been someone, the whole history behind the creation of three and three quarter, which goes back to GI Joe and star Wars is that so you can have lots of it. You can have more. That's why the price point was down. And that's why you could have deluxe versions and vehicles and creatures and, and play sets and characters cases and all these things well you don't get that anymore with the vintage collection that's not the same beast it's a collector's line that's that's steeped in nostalgia i don't want that i want the line that gives me a diverse amount of toys from the movies that we love and we're not getting that 
as far as the the this five inch line goes, this five inch line for Rise of Skywalker, is it just the three figures that we've seen that are coming out, or is there going to be? No, there's more. There's um, there are more. Yeah. Okay. Um, for Force Friday, though. No, no. The, the first wave does consist of the ones that were shown. Um, just re- you know the the Vader, the Chewie, the Jet Trooper, Ray, and Kylo Ren. That's the first wave. Um, there's a hundred the Are seen. they scaling? Are they scaling those appropriately, or are they all the same height? Um, Chewbacca's taller than the others, so there is some. Yeah, they're they're not they're not constricted to it's five inches or not, you know. So they're they they are equal or they are proportional to one another as far as I've seen. Okay. And we've got Hyper Real coming out. Is Hyper Real going to be a Force Friday? Hyper Real Vader? Is that Force Friday? It's supposed to be. It was supposed to be out already. And it's been pushed a couple times. Um, it's It was supposed to come out in July, and then it got pushed to August. Now I'm hearing September. You know, the Luke is next year. Initially, the, there was a ray that was supposed to come out first. Or maybe not f- first in the line, but there was a, a skew they had found for Ray that was announced before a, the Luke was, but I think that has been canceled. Hmm. So it's it's all it could change from month to month, week to week. It's it's really hard to say. But and that's what when I initially did that report in January about the five inch scale coming to essentially replace the three and three quarter inch line that's pretty clear when i post that saying that doesn't mean there will never be another three and three quarter inch line for the movie line it just means there isn't anything planned right now or that i had found Mm -hmm. so that doesn't like so write letters to hasbro tell them you want it back if you want to make when you go to conventions or when you you know get the opportunity to participate in you know, fan polls or um, Q and A's. If they would ever come back, um, <laughs> let them know what you want. That's that's as best you can do. If this really does happen, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna personally make the back the barge movement look pathetic in regards to my bring back the three and three quarter line movement. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to hire actors. I am it, going to get Mark <laughs> Hamill. I am going to cut people. All right. We'll look forward to that, Jake. <laughs> With that, I think we do have to wrap up the show. It is getting late, especially since we're not all on the West Coast. True. But last um, question is, is Mandalorian on Tatooine true or false? True. 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 All trues? True. Yeah. There's Jawas. There's you know sandcrawlers. I know, but some people are trying to say and, no. I, and if Kenobi, and if Kenobi is also on, on Tatooine, they can just save money on the sets. They can just reuse there you everything. Go. Yeah. And it's filmed in L.A., so there you go. I'm disappointed. It's in Tatooine because Matt, what do you have against Tatooine? You're always so down on Tatooine. Because it's like the most iconic planet in Star Wars. That nothing ever. You know, Tatooine is. You know, the, if there's a bright spot to the center of the universe or on the planet that it's farthest from. Said by a teenager. Living oh, on yeah. the farthest farm from Anchorhead. 
But, you know, what, teenagers always think their lives suck. Come on. Come on. No, Tatooine's supposed to be a nothing. I was just happy that we learned that the desert planet we saw on the episode 9 trailers isn't Tatooine. But, I mean, honestly, Tatooine, Jabba the Hutt has his palace on Tatooine and yeah. has had for a while. That's a Which pretty, Matt doesn't like because he doesn't like Tatooine. That's a pretty big thing I, for the I, underworld. Yeah. Matt wants a TV show set on Hoth. Uh-huh. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why can't everything be going on on Hoth? <laughs> Whatever. People like Tatooine. It's original trilogy, so I can't question it. I'm with you, Matt. Too much on Tatooine. Uh, boo. You guys... Tatooine's, Tatooine's great. I'm so excited to see Tatooine again. All right. I want to thank everyone for joining me tonight on the show. From Venom's The Black Series, Vintages of Modern, Eclipse of All, our good friend Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, I'm glad I can make it. From This Week in Star Wars dot com. Yeah. Is that what it is now? Yeah. <laughs> Matt Fox. Thanks, Matt. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Emperor Royal Guard Collector Extraordinaire, Chris Moorhead. Hello. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for having me. Great time talking with all of you. And from yakface.com, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It was great. And last, not, last but not least, from from forlomtosuckus.com, Jake Stevens. Thanks, Jake. You're welcome. But I'm feeling very least with this three and three quarter announcements. <laughs> and and everyone listening at home, I, I want to say the plan for the show tonight was the vintage collection most wanted. The whole show was going to be us talking about the vintage collection figures we wanted from each movie figure. Everyone is going to give me a hard time about just one figure, but um, we'll get we'll get to that another time. But uh, this just went on, <laughs> so we'll have to come back to that at some point. Uh, so. That will be a future show. For Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason saying goodnight, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. <laughs>